about six weeks after I lost my hearing, I went into the studio and ended up writing what, what's actually the first track on this record. As I was contending with that self-doubt, the answer for me was look it in the eye and see what happens. Sit in the room with it and let that interaction play out. You're listening to Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast where experts share experiences and the latest thinking on mental health and psychology. Here's your host, Gabe Howard. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Gabe Howard, and calling in today, we have multi-platinum artist Kay Flay. Kay Flay started rapping and writing songs on a lark while attending Stanford University. She's a relentlessly boundary-pushing artist with more than 1 billion streams, and she just recently released her fifth studio album, Mono. Kay Flay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to chat. The listeners and I are very glad you're here, and I want to ask you about your press pack. In your press pack for Mono, you share that you woke up one morning with total hearing loss in your right ear, a freak occurrence that doctors deemed permanent. And this led to you questioning whether you'd ever make music again. And you said, quote, for a while, it was upsetting to even listen to music. So at some point I had to ask myself, can I still do this? Do I still want to? Absolutely. Um, I think it might be relevant to mention because I've, you know, in talking about this record and the process of making it, I've thought a lot about this period of time right after the hearing loss um, when I was really reckoning with how I was going to proceed. Uh, I do think it's uh, quite quite interesting and important to, to travel back in time to when I was like nine, 10 years old and was in the midst of dealing with my OCD as a kid, which was pretty, pretty limiting uh, for me in a lot of ways. And I saw a psychologist who really changed my life and he was the first person who introduced me to exposure therapy and a lot of cognitive behavioral strategies for managing um, my anxiety and turning a lot of these sort of irrational maladaptive beliefs into rational adaptive ones. And so I, as you mentioned, woke up um, suddenly with, with no hearing in my right ear and the world was a really disorienting place for my brain. My brain was just kind of in a in a tailspin a little bit when you have a massive sensory change like that. The world becomes chaotic and and difficult to manage and as I started having those fears about, you know, making music, listening to music, I I do think that voice in my brain was like, "Hey, you you probably need to get into the studio." Um and that's effectively what I did. I think that anybody who woke up and couldn't hear in one of their ears would, would panic and freak out. I, I, I know I would, and, and I'm not a musician. I, I'm just curious, were your first thoughts about your career or were your first thoughts, you know, holy hell, my ear doesn't work? It's, it's important to mention that I, in addition to the hearing loss, had very severe vertigo and loss of my equilibrium. So I was like, I was throwing up like every 15 minutes. I was, I was very physically sick to the point. I mean, I, you know, I went to the ER. I, I didn't even have the, you know, I didn't have the mental capacity to 
<laughs> to really even think about the future. You know, I was I was pretty I was pretty oriented in the the present moment of how how terrible I was feeling. Um, so I think my initial thoughts were, oh my God, am I ever going to feel better? And how do I stop this? Uh, how do I stop some of these really uncomfortable feelings? So that was, you know, before I, I could even take it to a place of my career or the future, it was, it was really about kind of like getting back on my feet, uh, especially the first week. It was like, hey, can I stand up? Can I move without vomiting? Can I make it across my house okay to, to brush my teeth? Um, so it was a lot of those basic day-to-day concerns that I was really, really focused on. Um, strangely, and maybe not strangely, I didn't panic. Um, I, I feel like I've had, um, I mean, you know, all of us have a lot of crazy things happen to us in life, but I feel I've had a fair number and one thing I found to be true is that I can handle it, right? Like I have some evidence that even when things get really, really scary, really out of control, like it's, I've watched myself manage that. And I think, you know, over time that gives you a little bit of confidence um, as you, as you move through these, these kinds of hard situations. So I think I had a sense luckily that, okay, something, something bad, something scary is happening but also I will be able to manage it once I figure out what's going on. Now, ultimately the hearing loss is permanent. What exactly happened? What were you diagnosed with? I was diagnosed with something called sudden sensory neural hearing loss, which is a multisyllabic way of saying that suddenly you lose your hearing. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's something that doctors call idiopathic, which means they don't know how it happens. You know, a lot of a lot of big words for describing like a sort of a freak occurrence. Um, the prevailing wisdom around this condition is that a virus, just an ordinary like a common cold or any kind of virus, sneaks its way into your inner ear, which is not typically where viruses enter the body or, or exist and they wreak havoc. And the more serious your hearing loss is at the outset, the worse the prognosis is. And I think, you know, because the, the hearing loss was so profound for me right off the bat, there was an energy in these doctor's offices of like, prepare for, <laughs> prepare for a big change. And and it sounds like you were prepared for that big change. And and I'm I'm by no means suggesting that you wanted to go through it, but it, it does seem like you handled it well. Did it impact how you made music? What, what were those changes and what was the emotional toll in it? Because it and please correct me if I'm wrong, you released four studio albums with both ears. And your your latest album, Mono, which I, I assume that's where the title came from, uh, you released it with only one ear. So I, I point all that out because that's got to be a big difference in your process. How did you handle that mentally and emotionally? Yes, a giant difference in the process in certain ways. And then in other ways, shockingly little difference. 
And so I'll, I'll say that the, the big differences were the first one's a little bit of a technical difference. So different vocalists have different ways that they like to record their vocals. For me, I, I typically record with one headphone ear off and one on so that I can effectively what is called like monitor my vocal in the room to know how I'm sounding. And especially when I'm recording layers and harmonies, that's kind of how I listen to both my recorded voice and my in the room IRL voice. Well, once I lost my right ear, I lost my monitoring ear. (laughs) So I I was suddenly faced with like, Oh God, how do I record myself? You know, something I've taken for granted, like I'm in such a rhythm of how to sing and how I like to sing. And so with this record, you know, the approach, it it was more uh, instinctive because I I couldn't quite, it's like I didn't have the capacity to analyze my voice in the same way. So I, I sort of just had to go with my, my gut like the the gut performance, which in, in a way was scary because I, I was in new territory, but I do think it, it created some vocal dynamics that I never would have experimented with. So I included a lot more that was not very thought out. And, you know, I think with any creative pursuit, there's that sweet spot between like stream of consciousness, like in the moment and then revision, right? Like with any project and any song, you reach that beautiful place where there's enough of the in the moment feeling and enough of the kind of ex post facto um, edits and ideas that, that you're able to get to a really great place. And I think I just had a lot more interesting in the moment ideas because of the hearing change Um, from a, I guess, slightly more like macro perspective, the, the change in hearing and the chaos of it all in my brain really made me feel urgency, like the urgency of a beginner. So like if you're, if anyone listening, like you're learning something new, like a new instrument or a new skill, one of the things that happens is right when you learn how to do something, you want to share it. Like you're so excited to demonstrate and share that new skill, or you're like learning to skateboard and you just learn how to do an Ollie. Like you want to show that off. You want to perform that. So I think, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like the lightning in the bottle of being a beginner and the hearing loss kind of put me back in that place. So I felt like, Every time I made a song or had an idea or recorded something, I I wanted to share it and I wanted to finish it and I wanted to make this album. And, you know, you mentioned I've, I've released four studio albums before this. I've released a lot of music, you know, outside of some of those albums, EPs, mixtapes, collaborations. It's, it's maybe been a minute since I felt the, the scrappy urgency of the beginner. And I really, I really felt that. I think that might be one of the most incredible reframes that I've I've ever heard in, in my life. I, I I just I love that 
the the scrappy urgency of a beginner. I, I think all of us can relate to that. We don't have to be a multi platinum selling Grammy uh, winner to <laughs> to understand what it's like in our careers, in our hustles, in our in our lives. When you're buying our first homes, getting our first car, getting allowance from mom and dad. There's there's just an urgency when you do things the first time, and it it seems really awesome almost that that you got that back. Most of us don't get to do it twice unless we completely switch projects or careers. It's 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 going to be a weird question that I'm about to ask you, but was it was it worth it? I, I know that's again, I, I hear how it sounds, <laughs> but Gabe Howard here to tell you about the Inside Bipolar podcast from Healthline Media. He does the show with me, Dr. Nicole Washington, a board-certified psychiatrist. That's right. A guy living with bipolar and a psychiatrist team up to discuss living well with bipolar disorder. Listen now on your favorite podcast player or visit psychcentral.com slash IBP to learn more. Subscribe now so you don't miss out. And we're back with multi-platinum recording artist Kay Flay, who recently released a new album called Mono. In, in in your mind, was there, is that silver lining worth the cloud? How do you, uh, again, from a, an emotional and a mental health perspective, when I hear you talk about it, it's so uplifting. I'm like, this is incredible. And then I remember, oh, wait, you, you <laughs> lost your hearing in one ear. That's, that's sad again. I'm just curious as to your perspective on all of this. Yeah, I, it's, it's a, it's a question that I understand and people have asked it of me in different ways. And I think my, my answer to it, which in a way feels like a non-answer is of course it's worth it because everything's worth it. Like it's worth it because I didn't get to make the deal, you know, like these trade-offs, right. And these, these losses and these gains, you know, the statistical caprices of whatever the heck's governing this world, if anything. And I can tell you what definitely has been worth it is seeing this thing through and seeing where it can lead me. Like I would love to hear with both ears. Um, there's a lot, a lot that I miss. And a lot that has nothing to do with music. Um, just in my day-to-day life, I can't locate sound. So you lose that when you have only one ear. Um, it's really hard for me to be in restaurants and parties and loud places. And, you know, my social life has been hugely impacted by this change. And th- there's a lot that I, I still mourn um, and, and sometimes can feel frustrating. But undoubtedly what has been worth it is saying, okay, well, this is, this is happening and this has happened. Um, what, what new rooms is it leading me to in the house of my own life? And why don't I just open those doors and see what's inside? And I don't think I would have found these exact rooms had I not lost my hearing. I think I could have found similar rooms and I think I would have found different rooms that seems maybe that's a cop out answer but that's that's kind of how i how i feel about it i i don't i don't live too much in the like what ifs of the past or i try not to 
I, I, I'm a big what if guy. I, I, I come up with what ifs for everything. What if, right. I, you know, what if I didn't have bipolar disorder? What if I was famous? What if I got a job hosting The View? I don't, I don't know. I just I, I come up with wild things at night, largely due to anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't serve me. I, I want to be very clear. It, while I do it, I, I talk about this constantly in therapy. They're like, Gabe, why why are you doing that? But I, I, I still want to say, though, I this is a really, really big deal. This isn't your run of the mill. What if I had a different job? What if whatever this is? What if you hadn't lost your hearing? It seems like something that would haunt a person. Um, yeah, I, I do not feel like the what if haunts me. Um, there have been some what ifs in my life that, that come back around like the tide. Um, but I think as it pertains to this hearing loss, I've, I've miraculously been able to move through it without those what ifs. And, you know, it's interesting because my, my mom, who's a very anxious person, she struggled with those what ifs in, in a way that was really different from me. And I'm sure it's always harder being someone on the outside, right? Watch, it's your child. This is happening to someone you love. Um, but it was interesting because she was a little bit of a foil for me where I was like, mom, I'm not even thinking about that. Her, her head was going to that, that anxious place of sort of rerunning the tape. And for whatever reason, I haven't been rerunning the tape. And I think a big part of it too is I've been feeling, okay, so I'm sure, Gabe, you can relate to this across many axes of your life, but like when you're in the process of doing something difficult and at sort of different increments along that process, you you gain confidence. I think it makes those what-ifs get really quiet. Um, so even though I was like wildly uncomfortable with my new sensory reality, and even though I felt grief and and fear in certain ways, I was also, you know, I was kind of like lifting weights, (laughs) like uh, emotionally and psychologically. And so I, I would feel, you know, like with each passing week and month, and I was going through physical therapy to to deal with all my balance issues. I could really see these changes happening. And at the same time, I was starting to write music and, and feel really connected to it, inspired, excited. And I was also um, in the kind of earlier stages of a relationship um, with my girlfriend, who's just the best. And like we were building kind of our, our love and our partnership. So there were all these things along the way that were just giving me a sense of strength. And that was, that was really, really helpful. I think in quieting again, those, the, the rewind of the tape. Before I ask this next question, I first want to make sure is the album name mono in reference to your hearing loss? It is. Um, I, I figured as much, I thought I cracked the code, but I never, ever like to assume, (laughs) but, but I've got to ask from your perspective, is that a bit of gallows humor? Is that a, is that an empowerment? I'm taking (laughs) it back and you can't stop me. Why did you name your album mono? Well, 
Okay, it's partially gallows humor because I think like, oh my Lord, if you cannot have a sense of humor about the total absurdity of life, I actually think you're just missing out on a delightful part of the experience. Um, But it's also, you know, more broadly connected to mono as a prefix. Um, Mono as a prefix meaning one. And for me, the the journey of my adult life has been, and this this relates to the my sobriety as well, my decision to quit drinking and sit in that discomfort is that I have been scared by the fact that we're born alone, we die alone, and we're stuck in this body, kind of alone. We can be with other people and we can be connected, but yourself, you are kind of a discreet one thing. And the fact, the mere fact of that has been a source of of great angst for me. And I, and I think this record, I hope listening from start to finish, and this has again, been sort of the, the journey I've been on personally as well Is like song one is like, Oh my God, a crazy thing happened. I'm scared and alone. And by the end we get to the song perfectly alone. And it's like, here I am. I'm sitting with all this discomfort and I'm alone and that's okay. It's a, it's certainly a nod to the hearing loss, but more broadly um, it's about that, that other struggle of coming to terms with really just being a human on this earth. I love music. I love gallows humor. I love it when anybody can look at the absurdity of the world and and turn it into a positive for themselves. As somebody who has experienced depression, I, I got to tell you the the number one tool that I've used is just to take a a good hard look around and think, well, well, hell with it. And and I usually don't say hell with it. I'm just on a PG thirteen podcast. <laughs> <laughs> K-Flay, it's it's awesome. It's it's awesome everything that you have done. Thank you so much for talking about it. Where can folks find you online? Where can folks get your album? Tell us everything we need to know so that we can all become super fans. Okay, well, I love my super fans and I welcome I welcome new additions. Uh you can find me pretty much anywhere and everywhere on the internet on um, this new record mono so it's available everywhere you stream music um we also have a few different vinyl variants if you are into vinyl and we we spent quite a bit of time on making some really cool packaging so it's a really i hope a very gratifying experience to listen to the record on vinyl and gabe i really appreciate the conversation and you creating this space Uh, i think one of the most instrumental parts of my the, my the recoveries from hardship and grief throughout my life has been community dialogue and again sort of dismantling the infrastructure of shame so i just appreciate you for for creating a, a space that that does that very thing Oh, thank you. Thank you so very much. And I, I can't agree with you more. When when I was alone thinking about it all by myself, it's siloed, right? You can only think about mm-hmm. it from your perspective. Once I found a larger community and started hearing different people's stories, it, it just opened up so much for me. So uh, thank you so much for being part of that. It's it's incredible to see it uh, grow, Not not based on what I started, but just 
in general, I am glad that more and more and more people are being open and honest about mental health. Oh my gosh, me too. And, um, uh, everybody, if you've made it this far, go stream this record, go put it on your vinyl player. I'm pretty sure you're going to love it. And if you don't, that's also okay. (laughs) Do it, do it. But I'm pretty sure you're going to love it. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Kay Flay, thank you so much. And a big thank you to all of our listeners. My name is Gabe Howard, and I'm an award-winning public speaker, and I could be available for your next event. I'm also the author of the book, Mental Illness is an Asshole and Other Observations. You can get it on Amazon because, well, you can get everything on Amazon. However, you can grab a signed copy with free show swag and learn more about me just by heading over to my website, GabeHoward.com. Wherever you downloaded this episode, please follow or subscribe to the show. It is 100% free and you don't want to miss a thing. And listen up. Can you do me a favor? Recommend the show to everyone you know, because sharing the show is how we grow. I will see everybody next Thursday on Inside Mental Health. You've been listening to Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast from Healthline Media. Have a topic or guest suggestion? Email us at show at psychcentral.com. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show or on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening.